On today's podcast, we're talking about making meals for the whole family. We're joined by guest Catherine McCord, the creator of the popular website, Weelicious. Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Saxena. Before we dive into this exciting episode, I want to encourage you to join our Facebook group. The group is called Family Meals for Omaha Moms. We're going to have an exciting giveaway of Catherine's most recent book about making smoothies. And the only place that you'll be eligible to win this giveaway is on our Facebook group. So go ahead and join it, Family Meals for Omaha Moms. Thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. I am so happy to be here. This is such a pleasure. Oh my gosh. So as I was saying... Uh, I'm going to try not to fangirl too hard, but I have been a fan of you and Weelicious since like, since like the beginning. Cause you are like the OG, like mommy food blogger. Uh, you were doing this before it was cool. Uh- <laughs> well, yes. I mean, or I guess I don't, I don't even know. I just know that I was a mom stuck at home and all I had was my new baby and a computer and, uh, that's how it all started. Yeah. Because so your oldest was born in 2007, correct? Kenya. Yes. So my oldest son, so I have four kids. They're 13, 11, nine, and seven. So my oldest son was born, um, right at the beginning. So I'm a pediatrician. I was in my pediatric residency because, you know, I, from what I know of your life, you understand, it seems like you're a person who's always doing a lot of things. So of course, you know, I'm like, oh, a great time to have a baby is when you're working 80 hours a week. Genius, right? Obviously. So of course I had a baby like my second year of residency. And I will tell you like your resources, because I just feel like, you know, you find the right thing at the right time in your life. And I think this, the information and the things you were putting out then, you know, how to make your own baby food and kind of these early toddler foods were hitting us like right in the times where this is, this was what I was looking for. And so, I mean, and, and basically I've had kids, I feel like kind of along the same line as you have. And so we sort of grew, grew with Weelicious as a family. So growing together. And it's, it always surprises me that I had a friend call me this morning and she was like, I just had my baby. And she's like a CEO of a company. She can run everything. And she was like, oh my God, I don't know what to feed him. I don't know what to feed him. And I left her like a voice to text this long thing because I realized this morning that from the time that you and I had our babies, 2007, 2009, Till now, who would have thought there is actually a like trend and a different, slightly different way, and there's like more ways to feed your baby than ever before? Oh, totally. Like all of the kind of, you know, I think back then the idea of baby led weaning was sort of this like, like very sort of new age kind of like hippie way to feed your kid or something. And now, you know, very mainstream. Uh, you know, tons of research and very, you know, lots of parents doing it. But I think at the time, even back then, it was like barely on the radar. 
Yeah, you were a freak in the corner if you were baby led weaning who was going to choke your oh, child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That there was no way they were going to survive. And today, it's almost like I, I had someone say this to me when I had Gemma, my, my now six year old, you don't baby led wean. Or like, are you going to baby lead lead wean? Like, as if it was like, well, that's what the cool kids are doing. Are you? So I just like, I don't know. I feel so bad for parents sometimes because I'm like, you do you. Whatever makes you happy, feel safe with your baby. There is no right or wrong way as long as they're safe. Well, I agree. And I think that that is sort of the vibe of your whole your whole Weelicious and really everything you produce is I always felt like it's this amazing resource for parents. And like I said, back back when you first started, when I started first looking, there really weren't a lot of resources like this. So that it was really quite a lifeline because I felt the same way. You know, I was I was a pediatrician. I mean, I knew what healthy food looked like. Um, but you know, the translating like kind of what you know in terms of science and and nutrition to having an actual human that you're responsible for for caring for and actually getting the food into is like a totally different experience. And so I loved, it was kind of like this handholding that I was able to do um, with a lot of your material. And it really helped me find things that, and at the same time, I think the other thing that I really want to talk to you about is your food. I mean, you you talked a lot about baby foods, but you also talk a lot about just family foods. And for me too, I was like newly married. I was working a lot. And so the idea of having something that all of us could eat that was healthy, it was easy. um, And we would all enjoy it was just a lifesaver. Yeah. I, I still don't feel like family food is a category and I'm trying, I'm always really trying to make it the most important category because I feel like there's out lots of baby food and there's like toddler food. Um, and then you just sort of jump. And I feel like there's this like real differentiation for parents that like, well, I'm going to feed my kids at five and then my husband and I'll eat at seven because it's just too much. And like, I do understand that. But I think that there's also, I was, again, I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day and it may, and I, and we, I, I realize you and I have a very similar feeling about like getting families to the dinner table that, that, that kind of like connection and talk and getting kids involved, which is like so much about what Weelicious is, like in the process of cooking food together, making kids, as I like to say, like active versus passive participants. Um, there are all these, you know, there's there's a lot of magic into getting kids to be great eaters, but the easiest magic is just involving them and yeah. in, in the smallest ways possible. Well, and you hit on so many concepts that I want to talk to you about. Um, the first one really being that concept of just the idea of family meals and how do we get everyone to the table. And really your first book was like one about one family, one meal, right? And we talk about that a lot. And I think like you said, you hear, I'm sure you hear all the time and I do too, about how this can be a really difficult practice in real life for a lot of families. So can you kind of tell me about your philosophy around that and sort of how you try to address that in your work? Yeah, I think that, you know, for family meal, when I was growing up, it was like five o'clock clockwork at the dinner table. I mean, obviously, but there was no technology, you know, we, my mom turned off entertainment tonight. I think that was like, (laughs) or whatever she was watching. Um, But so I grew up with that. And I feel very grateful. We had, we were like seven nights a week family. I mean, there was not a lot of going out. Um, So I had really great modeling. Now I realized, you know, when, when I, 
I, I can only use my own experience, but I also see that of friends. To me, if you can have one dinner a week, that is a major win for a lot of families. And I also think like, look, families work a lot later now. So dinner doesn't have to be the meal. Breakfast can be the meal. Sunday brunch can be the meal. It doesn't really matter as long as you're making that kind of time. I mean, even for us, like now that I have children that my my two oldest are 13 and 15, and believe me, my 15-year-old is like, you know, there's homework, there's like a lot to be done, but we have a very firm 20-minute rule. So you have to sit at the dinner table and and it's not, there's no chains, like everyone wants to, but you know, but it's like we, because my husband and I, like to the person who is cooking, it's respectful to be there and to appreciate, you know, the food that you're eating together, but also that like that great conversation, what happened in a day, what's going to happen tomorrow? I mean, it's a busy time for a family. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just it is the challenges change, but they're kind of always there. I think when you're little, a lot of it is, you know, what will my child eat and getting them to actually sit down sometimes when they're really little at all. Um, And then you're right, as they get older, you know, the challenges change in terms of activities, especially when you have multiple kids and then parents have their own work that may go late. And then you have homework, sports and other clubs and everything. And so I like what you said about this 20 minutes, because when you think of it as just that small amount of time and prioritizing it, and I always say, you know, if you don't prioritize it in your family, society is not going to prioritize it for you. So it's really about about that. And it can seem overwhelming. But I love what you're saying about this 20 minutes, because when you think, can we carve out 20 minutes to be together? I mean, probably when you think about all of the benefits. So I really love that. It's a, it's, it's a, for us, it's like, there's, there's no two ways about it. It's just, it's 20 minutes. And hopefully sometimes it's longer if possible, but even go back to like, we have a six year old and a 15 year old, and we are talking about different planets of conversation and attention and all of that. So when my, um, when my kids were younger, we used to do something called the machine game. And that was our 20 minute conversation. So we would, because your you know, your kids, like, what'd you do today? That lasts for like a hot second. If you don't, have a child who is really conversational. So we would play the machine game and we would take turns. One person would like come up with a machine in the house, in the kitchen, and everyone would try to guess. And it takes so much of the pressure off of the meal because then everyone's just like eating because they're like, oh, this is fun and engaging. And it's not like, why aren't you eating your peas, Tommy? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just much more like light and fun. And so we try to keep meal time just positive and happy and, you know, as it should be. Absolutely. I think that's great. And I love that idea. That's definitely a new one because we talk a lot about how, um, you know, playing games or because you're exactly right, especially when they get older. You know, how was your day? Good. What'd you do? (laughs) Uh, Nothing. You know? And so I love that. Um, I always love new ideas for little games or, you know, I think we were kind of taught no playing at the table, but I disagree. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, especially, look, I mean, if you have a child, especially like with ADHD, ADD, like any kind of attention issues, there is no reason that you can't have a pad of paper and a pencil that they can doodle, they can, you know, like, they, they, you know, draw things while they eat, take, draw something, take them. But you have to be every family, every child, every parent looks so different. And there can't be this sort of like blanket rule for everyone. You have to be able to be flexible. But I think, 
20 minutes or whatever amount of time, it's nice to just say, this is, the, this is our family rule. So let's figure out how to work, um, you know, what works for best of us within that, the, that time constraint. Yeah. And so then what about this concept, one family, one meal? Because that's another idea I like to promote because I think it's very easy to get into the habit of, you know, kind of making one meal for the kids, one for the adults, maybe even different meals for each kid. And I totally understand how that happens because I think as a parent, especially a parent with multiple kids, you can totally feel how you can inadvertently fall into those kind of traps. But Um, You know, the idea being that there's so many benefits of sharing meals and, you know, helping kids to become kind of adventurous eaters and eat a greater variety, eat healthier foods. Um, I love this idea. So kind of tell me about how you approach this in your work. Well, I'll start it by saying that my son has been a vegetarian since he was five. My husband is gluten-free. My two daughters are absolute carnivores and I eat everything. So like mealtime, you know, this one family, one meal, mom, not, mom or dad, whoever's preparing the food, not feeling like a short order cook. I really leaned into this, what I can call DIY meals very on early on. Um, and you know, what the reason is like, if you can put something like, let's just go with tacos. So as long as every, everyone is making their own and you like cook the turkey and you have the salsa and the cheese and it's all in bowls. So for kids also, it becomes a real way for them to make their own meal. And you can, you know, like, you know, compliment them like, oh, wow, I love how you did that. Or, you know, do you think that a piece of, I don't know, uh, some guacamole would be good in that or whatever it is so that everyone gets what they want. It's a much easier meal for parents to try to pull off. And then you have any of the things that are left over can be put away for the next day for lunch or dinner. So it's not like, you know, because for some people like making enchiladas that everyone loves in the like, you know, one of my kids won't eat orange cheese, only white cheese. I mean, it's just there's some rules there. And so figuring out like DIY meals, you know, burgers, fajitas, tacos, like it, it makes it really fun. And it also just makes it a lot easier because one family, one meal is just based on, I'm not cooking something different for everybody. Yeah. Save your sanity. And I, I love that. We do a lot. We do a lot of those too, kind of bars and bowls and tacos and things of that nature where it's sort of, here's the ingredients, you put it together. And I will say, you know, I feel like being a parent of any kind and then being a parent that maybe has a lot of interest in the food space. Sometimes it's difficult to not get emotionally involved in the choices that they're making because, you know, sometimes they'll put that taco together and it's got like four olive slices in it. And they're like, that's it. I'm done. And so, but I do think that that autonomy and that, you know, ability to kind of make those choices, if you're able to stick with it, um, you start to see like, well, they do actually self-select a good variety of foods over time. Yeah. So let's lean into that because I think that a lot of parents, but wait, myself included. So I'll be like, that's it. That's what you put on your plate. I mean, I, you know, I will say, I'll give an example. My six-year-old last night walked up. She had a bowl of rice. She was like, well, that's dinner. And I was like, 
what else can we do to that? So I had made some uh, chimichurri. So she ended up putting a bunch of chimichurri on it. She poured some olive oil. She did some sesame seeds and she ate it. But I was like, she's got protein, a carbohydrate. She got like plenty of herbs and I don't know if you call cilantro and parsley like vegetables, but there was green in there. You know what I mean? So, and like, so, you know, and also remembering what did they have for breakfast? What did they have for lunch? Maybe they haven't gone to the bathroom in a day or two. What, like what's going on with their digestive system? You know, this sort of like pushing, all you end up doing is get like repelling. Yeah. And I'm sure that you get a ton of questions from parents about picky eating. Because I feel like, you know, the internet is the first place everybody goes. And so you're struggling with your picky eater. Um, First off, I guess, have you felt like you, I know you've got some kind of food intolerances and food choices that your family makes. um, But have you dealt with what you would consider picky eating within your own house? You know, um, yeah, um, not, I will say no, because I think that, look, you know, I don't necessarily think my kids are going to be huge athletes, but we've never pushed them, like, let's do sports every weekend. But my son works at the farmer's market. All three of my children have gone since they were babies. So food is like, they, they just eat just about everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my son at five years old was like, I'm not eating animals. And I was like, I respect that choice. My, my, <laughs> I'm going to out my four children. Oh, my I do it all the time. <laughs> my middle daughter threw up mac and cheese when she was seven years old. Oh. So to this day, she sees orange cheese and she's just like, I cannot, will not, you know, but like there's a sensitivity there. Mm-hmm. But um, everything else, for the most part, they will eat, they will try. It's not, you know, I, I try not to put too much pressure, but you know, we, I very much describe food as like, I'll say like, you know, your brain, your body, like we, we, you know, it's, they, they understand the deep connection. And I will say one of the hardest things that I never thought I was going to have to dive into is like my oldest now like loves junk yeah. and it was never around, but their school has like a, a, a student store and you've got that like hot credit card. It's like a school credit card and it's like the bane of my existence, but I don't care. I mean, I'm like, you know what, as long as at home they get good stuff, you know, once they're out in the world, they're going to have to learn, like be able to navigate everything and you can only set them up for, you know, whatever success. And, you know, how does that feel in your body? Yeah, no, I totally agree because I think that especially as your kids get older, um, you know, you have to be okay with that sort of letting go and uh, not having control over what they eat. And I actually think the earlier you can get comfortable with that, the better, because I mean, kids and adults alike, whatever is restricted is probably the first thing that you're going to just, you know, go off the rails and, and go for as soon as you're it's available to you. But I do think like to the point, like I have three children, you have four children. So you're raising them all in the same way. They're eating the same thing, but their response is, but so much is based on their own chemistry and their own, you know, uh, Genetic, like genetic profile, and it's so we, you know, you're, you're a pediatrician. You know, I, I just know from a lot of you know experience and the work I've done that they're all going to be different in every which way. And I think that it's our job give yourself a hall pass to just be like, it's okay, it's going to all be good. Yes, I love that too. I think just giving as a parent, give yourself some grace. 
it's not your job to control what they eat. I feel like it's your job to make available to them a good variety of healthy foods. Yeah. And that's such a good point. Like even when they come home for snacks every day, I always say like, like my daughter last night, she came in, she was like, I'm hungry. (laughs) That kind of beast. Yeah. Like, ah, and you know, it's like 20 minutes before dinner. I wasn't ready. And I was like, I grabbed some steamed green beans and I was like, go get your mouth to be a machine. And she looked at it and her first thing was like, wait a minute, she's been green beans. Is this a trick? But then I think she was so ravenous and and I had made it into a game and she was like, ah, and I, you know, so I think that it's our, you know, instead of going, you can't have and don't ruin your dinner and da da da, you know, like you, you just jumping on what their personality, what you think will work for them. And, you know, in those hungry moments, those are the moments that you get the apple, you get the whatever green vegetable you can, because they're just hungry. And what, what kind of questions do you really commonly get from parents? Oh my God. I think that parents like often just go to like the dark side. It's just all like I've met. It's so personal. Like I've messed up. My child won't eat. They're, you know, um, uh, oh my God. I mean, like I think you put me on the spot that I mean, like, cause there's, it's just endless. I think there's a lot of allergy questions these days. Um, I think that the early ages is when parents are the most freaked out. Um, or, um, a lot of there's a lot of girl stuff these days too. I think that you're seeing because of social media, mm-hmm. you see a lot of girls that were like totally normal eaters and then they become restrictive eaters. And like so the questions, interestingly enough, used to be just so much more of like, my kid is picky. And now it's like it's really it's so much more intense and serious. Mm. And do you think some of that is because they know that you're also a mom of older kids? You know, back when it was like purees, you probably weren't getting questions about eating disorders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's sort of true. I guess that's sort of true. No, I just think that, you know, uh, Weelicious has been around for a lot longer now, too. And sort of, you know, when you're any t- any kind of kid from zero to 18, there's just like, a, you know, a myriad of questions. Um, but those the early ones and the toddler food, I think that those are always like the stages, like the stages of feeding. That the, There's always a lot of questions around that. Well, can we also talk a little bit about how Weelicious came to be? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. So I had a first career, and I traveled around the world, and I became fascinated living in different countries. With Your like, first wild. career was a model. We should probably yeah. point that out. <laughs> I know it always feels yes. So I modeled since I was 13 and lived in Japan when I was 14 and France when I was 15 and New York and like, I mean, literally Egypt. I mean, I've lived, lived, spent time um, in much of the world. And I became very fascinated with why do people eat certain ways like spicy food in Mexico and Um, you know, in France, they're always eating together in long meals. And, you know, just, you know, in Ethiopia, they eat with their hands. Like, why in America do, did parents like allow kids to survive on goldfish and mac and cheese? Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't understand it. Like, it was such like dumbed down cuisine to me. And I couldn't understand that. So um, I did end up going to culinary school in New York um, at the Institute of Culinary Education. And then I worked in restaurants um, and catering company between New York and Los Angeles. And then I had my son and I was like, oh my God, I can cook a gourmet meal. I have 
no idea what to feed him. And I start and I was like locked in my house, like with a baby and had, you know, it's not, it wasn't like a lot of other places where you have community and, mm -hmm. you know, mama's showing you how to do this. And, um, so I really turned a lot of my work into research and, um, Kenya and the community grew and like learning for, through him. And I started Weelicious as a, you know, as a, a food blog and, and started writing cookbooks and, you know. Did you start it kind of with the intention of growing it to what it was? Or was it kind of more like a hobby, like a stay-at-home mom, I need a little outlet or a little bit of both maybe? Well, the, the beginning, the first two and a half years, I was like, I'm not taking ad sales. I'm not going to make any money on this. This is my service to the world. But then, like, as you were saying, my, I had like a 50-week a 50 hour week hobby. And I was like, this, wait a minute, I'm working really full time here, but I loved it. I mean, I loved the community part of it. And that's still my favorite part is this sort of like, like questions, answers, helping each other. I mean, I get just as much inspiration from what people are like, Hey, have you ever done a recipe like that? Or, Hey, this tip is working for me. Or can you help me? Like it's, it's grown so much. I mean, I'm writing my, my fourth cookbook right now. And it's so much more about like the feeling I think that, that we have as the cooks in our kitchens and like whether you're a single person or you know have kids that like the feeling you have that, that I think that over the years I've just heard so much dread because so many uh, especially I lean into women went straight from college to the workforce and then they had kids and they were like I never learned how to cook I mean mm -hmm. I, I, I picked up at Whole Foods and drive through and you know, grab and go. So this idea that you go immediately into having to feed a child 21 meals plus snacks per child for 18 years was like not on the checklist of I want to be a mom. Yeah, I agree. It kind of creeps up on you. And then you're like, wow, this is actually like a really big responsibility. Yeah, it is. And it's so you, learning and knowing how to do it and feeling good in your kitchen and in your space, I think is, you know, really important. And one of the tips actually that I like live by earlier, kind of going back earlier in our conversation is when you're trying to figure out with your children and especially having two, three, four kids and you're like grocery shopping nonstop and like, what do I feed for meals? I interview all of my kids and I interview them every six months to a year and I make them tell me the list of their favorite foods. And those are the things that I try to meal prep based on. Um, I try to keep snacks in the house based on, even if that's like, you know, just fruits and vegetables, because it, you know, it makes it easier instead of like a guessing game or let's, let's play, try this tonight. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we just want to get food on the table that everyone is going to enjoy. I love, and can I ask what's your next cookbook going to be about? It's, um, it is about really, um, let's get out all that stuff in your kitchen. You don't need like that weird iron that someone gave you for your wedding 20 years oh my ago, gosh, yes. like reflecting dust and like things that it expired five years ago. And then we're going to reorganize everything. And then we're going to, um, meal prep, tons of meal prep, hot tips, um, and then a hundred recipes. Oh, I can't wait. When do you know about when this will be? 
spring 23. Woo. All right. I'll keep an eye out for that. I love that. And I will say too, I think one of the things I really love, we actually just recorded an episode about meal prep or meal planning Mm. rather. And I have to say one of my favorite things that I love on your website is your weekly meal plans. Thank you. I do. I find them so helpful. And not even, um, not even necessarily that I will follow, you know, the whole week. I think it's just, and we've talked about this before, I think sometimes just as a parent, it almost just becomes like decision fatigue. And you're like, I just can't. I just like, it's exhausting to sit and think about. And so just looking on there and saying, you know, here's what we're having for breakfast. Here's what we're having for lunch. Here's what we're having for dinner. You can go through and maybe you go, that recipe looks good. We're trying that. And then it's salmon. And it's like, well, we're going to do the old standby salmon recipe that I know my family loves, you know, just to go through and kind of give you a little bit of variety or like spark those thoughts and say like, all right, I have some good ideas for this week. And I didn't, you did most of the thinking. <laughs> well, that's, but it, it is supposed to be that because I think that a lot of it is just inspiration. Sometimes you're like, oh, I've got one more meal I need to fill in. And like, oh, that's a good idea. And I, I mean, even for our family, so my other company is One Potato, yes. which is an organic family-friendly meal delivery company. So we use that three days a week because again, it's very DIY and it just comes to the front door magically. And, you know, I, I get to, it's like school lunch when you got to like pick all of your meals. Yeah. Yeah. dinners and it's just and I, in, I include the kids too I'll be like what do you guys want to have next week or like which of these meals sounds good to you so I think it's you know including your kids in that process helps a lot too yeah and I actually love that idea too is this the meal delivery kits now I don't where all are one potato available because I do not think that they're available to me all, all of the United States all of now. the United well, States yeah. Just to your credit, this only happened uh, four weeks ago. Okay. I was like, because I, I believe it was not available in my, in my Nebraska now it town. Is. <laughs> Yay. Now it is. Okay. Well, that's excellent news. Yes. It's great. Just because like, it's so much more affordable because you're paying for only what you need. So I feel like it, you know, often we talk about like you end up committing to a recipe and then you're like, I have half a bottle of this and a package of this and like all this leftover. So what's great about one potato is you get these meals. We make everything organic. Everything is homemade. The sauces, the homemade dressings, and you have just what you can order. Like for, if you have one child or if you have three kids or four kids, so it, no matter what your family size, you know, we can, you know, two meals, three meals, we make it work for you. And I, I always try to encourage parents too, is to to me, this is that get help. Like there is no shame in getting help. I think because things like this weren't maybe available when yeah. we were kids. And I feel like the equivalent when we were kids were, you know, like fro- frozen Stouffer's lasagna or like the McDonald's right. drive through because there was still that need in families. And I know like, I mean, both my parents worked and that was pretty common back 80s and 90s even. Um, So there was still this need, like parents needed help, but these kind of things weren't available. So to me, I think a lot of parents like, I don't know, I don't know if they have the feeling like, you know, I have to do all of these things myself. But I think once you do these things, you start to realize like, oh, I get it. Like this is actually a great way to feed my family fresh, organic food. We can customize it to to cater to our family's needs, health needs, 
desires, preferences. And like you said, you know, it eliminates a lot of the waste because I'd be interested to read your book, but that's how those pantries and things get like that is I don't know how many things I have bought for this one cool recipe I found and you needed one tablespoon and the only, you know, only the one liter bottle was available. And so then, you know, the recipe was terrible. I never made it again. And yet I have this like random bottle of this and, you know, bag of that, that I don't, you feel bad to throw away food, but it just sits there and expires and makes your kind of organization a mess. Absolutely. I mean, like last night I made, so for with one potato and another reason to your point is that when you want to cook like more international cuisine and you're not used to doing that, like last night we had chicken tikka masala. Now I, you know, I, I mean, I cook a lot of Indian food, but not like on a regular basis. I don't stock all of the herbs and spices per se. So it's fun because especially with a meal delivery company like One Potato, you get to try all the different types of like, you can have Mexican one night and Indian, or you can have burgers and fries and tacos, or, you know, it, it allows you to kind of expand your culinary repertoire or to hand it to one of your children, babysitter, husband, grandparent, and be like, no, you cook it. It's really easy. Half of it's done. And they like, these only take 12 to 30 minutes. So that's also like what becomes, you know, to, like you, you want to, whether you're doing drive through or meal prep or, uh, you you know, going out for us just isn't fun anymore. I don't, my kids don't even enjoy it. Like they want, they love being home. They like a home cooked meal. So it, it just takes some of the weekday stress away. Totally. Well, and I think that also segues into number one saying, you know, for some parents, like you said, they never really, you know, if they went straight from school into a corporate job and now they're here with a family and they say, well, I would love to cook, but I don't really know how to cook. To me, these kind of you know, meal kits are sort of that perfect segue to say like, you know, this, we're going to make it easy and get you comfortable in the kitchen. And from there, I think a lot of people then they feel like, okay, you know, I'm starting to get comfortable with my kitchen skills and maybe I'll branch out and try a few things, but it's a, a really good segue. And to that same point, like you said, perfect for kids. It's kind of why I love like little baking kits, you know, even like brownie mix. My, my seven-year-old, she loves it because she says, oh, I can make this all by myself. I can read this, you know, it's got four ingredients, but she can read it. And so to me too, maybe for a little bit older kids, this is easy. It comes with instructions. Everything's kind of all prepped for you, but you put it together. You get that. I did this myself, pride and satisfaction. And I think those are the kind of things that build on that you can build on and get confident, comfortable kids in the kitchen. So you just said the word, and I think that this has been a real thing for parents and for children. It's just confidence in the kitchen and feeling like the new book. It's all about like just that Zen feeling. I think that we've gotten to the place that's like, oh my God, it's another meal. It's another meal. And the, like the enjoyment, the confidence, like just a lot of people, like I've been told time and time again from people like, my husband, you know, will just say like, oh, this is for dinner or like, it doesn't make you feel good. And when you're forced to cook and be, you know, that you're the CEO of that job in the, the house and people are telling you, oh, this isn't good or they don't eat it or, you know, that doesn't feel good. So at the end of the day, like you want, every, and not that every meal is going to be like this, but there is definitely something like if you cook for an hour and then someone goes, ooh, I'm, I, I mean, like, 
I'm in the feel good business and I want that to be the feeling that everyone has, whether they cook a Weelicious or one potato recipe or just on their own. Like it, you just, it's, it's gotta feel good. And how have you approached, cause they know you're a big proponent of getting kids in the kitchen and I am too mm-hmm. kind of along this same topic. So how does that look in your family? Um, it's, it's almost every day. I mean, well, now that my older children, like my daughter came in the other day, she's like, I'm going to make homemade gummy bears right now. And I was like, uh, dinner's going to be ready in 20 minutes. Uh, do we have to do this right now? But, um, but you know, I, I, I'm just like, as long as you clean up, you know, so the, the little kids, it's definitely with Gemma and I, um, Sunday afternoons are our time. We, we always have a date for three hours. So we do a lot of cooking projects and we'll come up during the week. Like, should we make this? Should we make this? Um, so I, I would always say with smaller kids trying to be like, commit to time with them where you're going to do it like once a week, once every, once a month, whatever it is. And for older kids, like during the pandemic, because my kids were going to school from the house for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I'm working. I can't cook your lunch. So they became really good cooks on their own out of just like, uh, so they were like watching you know, things on YouTube and, and now they like, they both have a repertoire of like a dozen things that they can make that they just, if they're hungry, they come and make it themselves. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You want them to, I mean, there's, we're, we're always working out the cleaning after part. There's like, there's good 80% on that. I'm, I'm like, uh, not the dishwasher, not the dishwasher. (laughs) Okay. That one, I feel like I've almost, I've tried to almost exclusively like take myself out of that position. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I know. I do (laughs) not want to be capable of doing the dishes. (laughs) I'm always like, not the CEO of dishes. That's so in, in our house, we have the CEO of different jobs and that's what we call it. So I'm like, not the CEO of dishwashing. Oh, I love that's we do that actually too. We'll say like, not my department, not my department. Exactly. <laughs> not my department. Thank you. You're out to lunch. Bye. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, talk to me too a little bit about how do you come up with all of these great recipes for Weelicious? Like that's probably what I'm always most amazed about. And I know you're a chef, but like, Wow, it's really amazing. Where did they come from? Yeah, so I mean, uh, like, look, there are 2,500, 2,600 recipes on Weelicious yeah. now, plus all the cookbooks. Um, so the farmer's market is 100% the inspiration always. So we go every Sunday morning and just seeing eating, like, so much of Weelicious is all about just like real food recipes. So whatever fruit, vegetable is in season, whatever cool thing, um, the, the community like, Hey, do you have a, a tri-tip recipe? I'm like, Nope, but I'm now I'm going to work on one. And sometimes it's just what's in my pantry. Sometimes it's like, just again, feedback. Um, other times it's, um, like uh, I'll even just look at Weelicious and be like, oh, we have, we need more recipes with millet. And, and I'm, you know, and then I work on something with millet and just, so it's, and, and sometimes it's my kids, like they're like often they, they and of late and it's not that they've had it, but like they will see an ad for like the new Taco Bell Mexican pizza. And like, can you make this homemade? Yeah. My, like my son, they have a, Taco Bell is a crunch wrap. Yes, I was actually going to mention that because that's what we make those at home now. And it's because I saw them on Weelicious. And like a little bit, 
though I will say taco night turns into crunch wrap because we're having tacos. So I love it and I hate it because now they're all like, well, can you make mine a crunch wrap? And I was like, <laughs> like yeah. so I never eat one because by the time it comes to making mine, I'm like just a taco because I've already made like 17 of these crunch wraps, but they're delicious. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. So, but it's like, we try to do a lot of spins on, um, take out but like either healthier or vegetarian or whatever it is but yes i mean that's why i use my air fryer so much because like now i did this once like you just put a tortilla in the air fryer and it like puffs up oh. into this magical creation but i did the, one kid will be like oh you do that and i'm like standing there just like more tortillas <laughs> in the air fryer like oh people come on i just want to sit and eat so, it's yeah. true. And I think just the other night, we also made, um, speaking of kind of customizing, so we did like your veggie bolognese. Oh, yeah. And we made, and I kind of messed up because I didn't want to clean my food processor. So I just made it in the blender. So ours is a little smoother. But that's what I love. You can kind of be like, I got this. Oh, and, I love that. I love that. But then I have my son is like hardcore carnivore. So I was able to, you know, you cook some meatballs on the side and yes. you can have, you know, and it's so much like healthier than just a spaghetti sauce. Not that we don't eat spaghetti sauce out of the jar because we definitely do, but it, it was easy. It was fun. It was my seven-year-old was able to help because it's just like all of your recipes, super easy to put together. She helped. It's full of these delicious veggies. And and then we can kind of, for my, my son that's like, where's the meat? You know, it's like pretty easy to throw some meatballs in there and say like, it's a, it's a meal that I've made one meal, easy meal, and everybody can kind of customize it to enjoy the way that they want to. I love that. And I'm, we've been, even, even in our family, like I've been making a lot more because I've been testing for the rest of the cookbook, which they, they, they love. They're like, oh, what's tonight? Like three things. But um, sauces and dressings, like a lot of, we've been like a lot of nutritious, like you're saying with the veggie bolognese, where you're getting more. So I've been doing a lot of like really rich, like sauces, dressings, dips, and they'll pour it on their pasta, their rice, their, like, I, it's been an interesting I didn't realize it, like making the chimichurri last night. My daughter was like trying to stick her mouth into the blender, <laughs> in this like blender cup thing. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, it's really good. Aww. And you know, so I was, and it's green. And I was like, you know what? Like, th 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 so that for some kids that can be a really good, if you have a good sauce or dressing, you can have a pretty boring or just like fine meal. But like all of a sudden it's like, wow. Totally. So if, if somebody has not checked out Weelicious, A, they definitely should. But what is what is like your number one recipe that you're like, if you're going to try one, your first day here, try this? Well, I will randomly tell you the most popular recipe on Weelicious, like by Google search and everything, which I'm still always like, is cottage cheese pancakes. No way. I, I'm with you. I'm like, why? I don't understand. But so, I mean, Google will tell you the number one recipe on Wheelish. I think because you get in protein, because cottage cheese is just like such a repelled, like, you know, nine out of 10 people probably don't like cottage cheese. I just learned that this was like on that list of foods. I love cottage cheese and I never have I thought of it as like this, like divisive food. And someone just told me they're like, oh, that's one of the like, like you said, like top 10 most like divisive yeah. foods. I was like, really? 
Like really? Like, so I would, yeah, it's um, so, but those are really good. I would say those are really good. Brown rice cakes are my kids probably like one of their favorites. It's taking leftover rice and adding egg and mozzarella and salt and you make rice cakes. So they're oh, crispy yeah. outside, but it's like the best hack for kids for like, I'm making you dinner and it's going to take five minutes and no, like no cleanup. Um, I don't know. I mean, green mac and cheese is a, a salmon sheet pan dinner. I mean, there's so many, like I, you know, I, hopefully that's the point that on any given day you're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. That, that's why I always say like sign up for the Wheelicious newsletter because you get like different inspiration and you can either make it or you can delete it and no harm, no foul. I love it. I love it. Okay. So last thing. So you have agreed to do a giveaway for us of your most recent book, not the new one, not out yet, but your most recent one, which is The Smoothie Project. And we didn't get to talk a lot about smoothies, but you make a lot of delicious looking smoothies on Wheelicious. Yeah. So the way, the beginning, very fast, my son had a bunch of health issues. I started making smoothies and uh, most of his health issues that he was dealing with at that time went away. And I, you know, it was just, and so my baby who is now six still has a smoothie every morning. She will scream at you if you don't like, where's my smoothie? So I always say like smoothies are just the best way to get a fruit, vegetable, protein, in, um, you know, brain food, delicious, easy for kids to digest, uh, you know, and to consume fast. And do you think, did that help your son just because it was giving him nutrients he wasn't he was, getting or? He was, because I had fallen into that path of like most, you know, people like, sure, we'll have waffles, pancakes, French toast, you know, it's bread, 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 sugar. And like once they started having just much more like fruits and vegetables and these kind of foods that weren't as, you know, like causing inflammation in the body, uh, it was a pretty big game changer. Uh, Perfect. Well, I am excited to make this available to our listeners. Uh, For anybody who's interested in being eligible for this giveaway, we're going to post on our Facebook group on Family Meals for Omaha Moms. We'll post how you can win this uh, Smoothie Project book. If you're not a member, go ahead and join the join the group. If you are, go ahead and look on there and we'll tell you how you can win. Um, and I'm super excited to make that available to everyone. Thank you. Oh, I am too. I mean, it's uh, that book is like my baby. I like, love, love, love and hundred smoothie recipes and all the like tips, tricks, how to like get your smoothie game strong at home. All right. Smoothie games going strong. I love it. And I'm super excited for your new book. I'll, I'll check that out. And yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Catherine. This has been an absolute pleasure for me. What a treat. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. You bet. And thanks for joining us for another episode of Feeding the Family. If you're enjoying these episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next Monday for more good stuff.